0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on, on Tottenham, stick it in the Champions. goal, come
1: Eagles. on Tottenham, yeah. don't be so bloody, show you all you the first it. team. The right, it's episode 34, season, season 5 of the Tottenham family podcast. Joining me this week, both of my co-hosts, um, firstly, back on the pod for, time, for, the, for the first time since probably very early on in the season, um, Bex <laughs> from Portsmouth.
2: Good afternoon.
1: And John from Urchester.
2: Hello, hello both. I'm glad you can't remember the last time I did the pod either, because I was trying to figure that.
1: It was I know it's very early, early, <laughs> early in the season. Um, so um, I'm not going to ask where you've been, um, but um, your timing is uncanny um, because Isn't it's it been great? it's been a good week for the Spurs ladies. Tell, tell us it about Spurs ladies.
2: It was fantastic. So they had a deciding game midweek. Um, that well, not it, kind of one of those games that if they won or drew, then that would have been a decider. If they'd lost, then it would have had to be. In in the hands of Durham, who play, I think it's next week, um, for promotion. So the girls finished second in the league, obviously headed up by Man United, who are cheating, filthy, money-grabbing um, new newbies. Nice. Um, Ash Neville scored. Yeah, they are. Um, Ash Neville scored, um, and so we were 1-0 up. And then when the equaliser went in, it didn't really matter because... We managed to hold off on for one all, and therefore we got promoted. La 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 la. So a really really good week from the girls and all of the social media from any of the players, any of the manager, the, the managerial staff. Everybody is really really pleased. The knock-on effect for that is that to be accepted at WSL one level, the team have to go pro. And so whilst they are happy that or the FA are happy that their ground ticks the boxes, it's how Tottenham women, because as of next season they change their name from ladies to women um, how they manage internally and if they're going to get any support from the club itself to enable them to pay their players enough that they can make a salary at it rather than having to do it as a part-time thing only
1: I think the fact that they've rebranded, um, although it's been long overdue, is probably a good sign in so far as hopefully that the, the club are going to make provision to to go full-time and and play maybe somewhere else other than Chesson, somewhere more suitable perhaps.
2: I don't know where would they play though. If you look at any of the any other women's team, even the the top WSL one teams, mm. they still don't play. They're still playing a kind of a step above Sunday League, not quite League Two standard um, stadiums. In the main, they tend not to have. Fully seated stadiums. there's Certainly, none of them are playing at the same ground as the men's team. Yeah,
1: I wonder. Yeah. Although, I wonder. Although there isn't, I suppose, a provision to, to um, in terms of seating and so forth, for whether that whether whether the, the ladies might end up playing matches at Hotspur Way because they're certainly the pitches um and i know that the 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 next gen the, the under 23s or, or the youth or whatever they play their champions league games um at hotspur Way. albeit there are far fewer people watching those games than, than the ladies games and, and that's
2: the thing so the ladies games have really picked up on their the number of people that are going to see them and again that's really evident on social media you can see comments coming in from lots of people um and interest seems to have really picked up over the last couple of years so it's it's really good to see their average sees the average gate is probably somewhere under a thousand, which I still, I think is still really good considering women's football is so far behind the male level. Mm. So I don't know. We'll see. It would be, I, I think maybe a bit of continuity for the girls. Let's not do it all at once. Let, let's not rebrand them and let's not make them full time. And you know, it, it's baby steps. So not to do it all at once. But see how it goes, and I mean, Chessam works, it's accessible. You can, there's a car park, you can get people there. It's a little bit out of the way, but not massively so.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's certainly served them well so far. Um, just to put this all in context, um, it was just over three years ago that um, you started covering the Spurs ladies, uh, providing a regular update. Um, at the time. Um, I think we were the first podcast to to cover Spurs ladies. Um, I don't, the, the whole Spurs podcast mar- market is quite saturated, but none of them hitherto had, had had covered the ladies. And and you kindly agreed to do that, and then you've, you've done a fantastic fantastic job since that uh, in, in that time. Um, but you know, three and a bit years ago, um, just to put this all in context. Spurs ladies were playing in what league was it the, S- the southern championship
2: this yeah like... but they've rebranded it all since then didn't they said so that was last season when they moved they rejigged things around and that's when man united who were the winners of wsl2 that's when they decided to form a team um because they the fa said you need to go semi-pro and start paying your players and that was when man United think for the first time in what was it 13 years they decided they'd have a women's team. Um, so, yeah, at the time, they were playing in the Southern League, which obviously makes away travelling a lot easier if it's all south of London, whereas the girls have had some games up in Aston Villa, which is where they were midweek, um, Durham, far-flung places. Sheffield It's proper up north, and I think it's quite a big spread, um, considering the number of people they have to go and watch those games.
1: Mm. And it was, I suppose it was effectively the third tier, if you like, of, of the women's yeah, game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah um uh, it also happens to be um i was just just looking back it was uh, it was three years ago today or three years ago yeah three years ago today that we interviewed um carol karen hills at hotspur way for the tom Hotspur family podcast um wow. it's karen's birthday today so happy birthday to karen yeah. um
2: yes very much so because she's had it she's had a fantastic week then her uh,
1: birthday
2: and a promotion it's
1: always really good yep yeah, yep yeah. that episode of the tom what's Family podcast which was episode 36 from season 2 is still available to listen if anybody hasn't listened to it go online and listen to it. Um, We had a question from um, one of our listeners um, Gilly who we've had on the pod um, previously this season and he just asks um, will Spurs ladies give current current squad a chance in um, in the top tier or is it jump so high in the Super League or is it jump so high that they'll need to Um, drafts that will need a raft of new players Um, one of their biggest assets seems to be like the men togetherness Um, he goes on to say I've only seen highlights here and there but I'd love to see them given the opportunity
2: so I think that a team that has got promoted in any level of sport you will still want to keep that core team that got you there and sure and depending on how they how the club decides to make that jump to pro players, some of those players have got real-life jobs outside of football that maybe they don't want to drop. Um, There's a couple of girls that are kind of paramedics, and that level, they might not want to drop it all and become a pro footballer. So that depends on how the players want to play it, as well as how well or otherwise the club are going to pay them. So in some cases, it might be that some of them don't continue because they have a career path or because they can't afford it. But some of them will, and they will always be those gaps. So they'll just draw from other areas. They've had a fairly, whilst they've got a core team, they've had a number of transfers in and out. And I know, John, you know one of the girls that came in this season. So I think it's really important that they've got that Whilst they, there is that team spirit, they continue to build on it with whomever comes in and whoever leaves. That love for the team is still there, and I don't think that's something that we would we will know definitely. That's something that the club have to decide depending on how much they're going to pay people
1: yeah.
2: and careers.
1: Go, going by the, the, the previous two um, transfer windows that they've had, I, I presume they only had two. Well, the, 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 certainly the last two two summers. I I, I don't know whether there are transfers. <laughs> During the course of season, but um, the last two summers on being promoted, there was certainly a lot of new incoming, new players promoted, or uh, signed from from rival cl- clubs with um, experience of playing um, at a higher level. And I'm sure that come this summer, they'll be looking to to retain a lot of the players, but also add some quality and some experience.
2: Yeah, and I think you're right. And it's also worth noting that actually this season we've seen the first bunch of there's been a handful of the girls that have gone to play at international level and I think that's really important for the the team in its own right to not only be producing players that are capable of coping at that level but also being recognised for their skills by their countries that's really good for the women's team as a whole I think.
1: You mentioned um, new signings and so one of those new signings um, Emma Beckett's um, John happens to know um, and John you've got an ex- exclusive quote from her
3: yeah i I contacted bex yesterday after i saw they after the promotion and asked her for a quote so i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna do my very best to do it justice (laughs) i can't i can't do the accent so um (laughs) i I don't dare doing anything else so Bex sent me this yesterday um following our draw away to villa to clinch a promotion spot my am and myself and the rest of the team were absolutely over the moon The hard work that goes on behind the scenes has been utterly critical to the success of the club. Considering I was actually playing against Spurs six months ago, the transformation from the inaugural season in the championship to to date is a credit to all the staff and every single one of the players involved over recent times. Our captain, Jenna, and one or two of the others, including Karen and Juan, have been at the club for a decade now, and this achievement means the world to them, so it's richly deserved. On Wednesday after the final whistle, there are plenty of tears and incredulous moments where people are just lost for words. It's been a hugely humbling experience for me personally, and I'm so grateful to the coaches for bringing me on board at Christmas. The togetherness of the squad was apparent as soon as I started training with the girls. And despite coming from arguably a rival side, I was welcomed as kindly as one could hope. Once our place in the WSL is confirmed by the league, subject to eligibility, which should be sometime later this month, that's when the reality really evolves and people have to... all to work and study commitments to fully adapt to the professional changes. That said, I have no doubts that those behind the scenes and the coaching staff are already at hard work for the next few months to come. There you go. It's quite nice words, really. That's
2: lovely. And that kind of echoes everything that I see as well from their social media stuff about the team.
3: Yeah. I I saw the, uh, the, the the last couple of seconds before the final whistle and there, there was a shot and a save and a gold mouth scramble so that you know, it, it was it was hard fought and and well done to them. Really, really well done to them. I think, but from that, it, it seems like they're they're all up for it, and they realise what's going to have to change in in terms of uh, their life, you know, their life plans and things like that to to keep playing. So, yes. I think they're going to be up for it.
2: I think most of them will be because it must. I mean, how could you walk away? In all fairness, why, unless you have a true vocation to do something? Or if your career path is that set, wouldn't you maybe want to try it just for a little bit and see how you get on?
3: The thing is, it's the opportunity—it's the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. To to play play against some of the players that you've got and, and make a name for yourself. And who knows? You play against these, you could be. I'm not saying that they'd want to leave, but the opportunity to move on and up is there.
1: Yeah.
3: So yeah, they, I think they they grasp it with both hands. But yeah, well done, well done, the ladies, well done
1: when is the um is it durham if they've got one more game left did you say yeah
2: i thought it was next saturday but i could be wrong okay. i need to, yeah, we'll just do some live fact fact checking shall we whilst we're okay. on air how professional do we look we, um yeah <laughs> professional as <is> ever <laughs> um, quite whilst
1: whilst you do do that, um, yeah, on behalf of everybody from the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, um, congratulations to Karen Hills and Juan Amaroth and all the coaching staff and Jenna Scalacci, uh, et al., uh, great achievement for those ladies, um, on getting promotion. Um, right, uh, let's talk about yesterday. I'd rather not, but we're gonna, um, straight into a question. Darren Paminter, what the fuck, simply what the fuck, um, yeah. Yeah,
3: can't match,
2: can't top that actually. That's pretty much the words I was saying through the game. Um, I couldn't watch the last 10 minutes because it was just so shit. So, um, so as to discussions around the goal, I'll have to defer to those. And um, Jav, I know you were there. Um, to those that stayed yeah. and watched I it, don't I don't
1: think it's the worst we've played. I thought we had a, I thought the first half up until the sun sending off, I thought. We, you know, we had a, f- a fair share of chances. Their keeper, who was making um, his debut, um, pulled off a few good saves. Um, and he thought, he felt, oh, is it going to be one of those one of those days when somebody, when a, when a keeper's going to have a worldie against us? But but I just thought, if we just continue the way we are, sooner or later we're going to score. And they didn't offer anything. Um, and then Sun got Sun got sent off, and we were down. to Please ten,
2: tell ten me men. the club are going to appeal that as a straight red. Oh, I don't if
3: looking at Is lot, it worth it? Is it yeah. worth? It? He shoved. He shoved somebody. He I, did.
2: I, but there was a. It's not like it was unprovoked. Entirely so, unprovoked. I agree. He shouldn't have done it. However,
3: look. The ref was shocking. All yeah. All match yesterday. He let them get away with so much. So much. There was the the the, the guy who got sun sent off because that's what he did. Rolling around on the floor got sun sent off. <laughs> should have been booked himself and should have been off the pitch for, for wrestling alley and for the punch. It, it, it's disgusting, but you can't really blame the, the referee yesterday at all. And as for Hugo, um, he should have come and smashed that ball away. He just being rooted to his line for that is criminal, criminal. We need a next season. We need a leader on a pitch. We need Kane as captain and not Hugo. That has to happen because I, I having him rooted to the line that, that that goal was all on him any other keeper would have been flying forward would have taken players out and that ball would have been cleared he was just stood on his line
1: I agree about uh, he should have done better I don't think that's a, 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 any reflection on the fact that him being captain or not, not being captain would, would, would make any difference we, I mean, we, we've had that we've had that question a few times before um, and I'm a staunch um, defender of Hugo as captain, and I think I'm a, I'm in a minority in that, and, I, and I'll I'll remain as such. But I I agree. He he it was he should have come out. Um, it it was too static. But that oh, um going back to what you said, Bex. I I fear given what Pochettino said in in one of his post match interviews, um, he seemed to suggest that, that that the red cards he didn't really have any complaints um, with either. So.
2: Yeah, but that's because right. he doesn't want another two-game ban and a fine. That well, is true as well. The fine is by the bye, but the two-game ban was not ideal, and no, I don't he... think he liked that very much at
1: all. No, that is true as well. I just, I just sense that he didn't. There wasn't any feeling of injustice um, on his part, and and maybe to that end we won't apply. I think that, I'm not too worried about. I know <laughs> it's one game. It's one game against Everton, and it's quite important. Um, I think the bigger issue is the fact that we'll have sun out for the first two next season, um, but that will cross that particular bridge when we, when we come to it. Um, even that down to ten men, I thought that we we could we could get a result, and then come the second <laughs> half.
2: Yeah, down to ten, you think it's feasible? Down to nine?
1: Yeah, we did. We did. To be fair, we did. Even with nine men, I knew at that point we weren't we weren't get. Going to get anything, and and to be honest, I didn't really care if we were going to lose the match or, or draw the match because we needed the three points, and and uh, draw wouldn't have really made that much of a difference. We still need, still need three points to get over the over the line. Um, I thought we did really well with nine men <laughs> to hold on, and frankly, it doesn't speak a lot of Bournemouth that they couldn't break us down with nine men, um, and it was a, they were know, shit. They were pretty they were poor. shit. Yeah.
3: Like the first half was the best we've played, I think, so one of, from the city games. Uh, mm-hmm. We, but the, the, I think the the long and the short is it we need to be taking the chances that we're creating, yeah,
2: and we not were... hitting them straight at the keeper. Exactly. Because part of the keeper, not. I'm not saying he had a bad game, but I think we probably helped him quite a lot. A bit of confidence goes a long way with keepers. We know that. So if you're going to hit the ball straight at the keeper, then the keeper's going to think, okay, I've got this. I can manage this. So. Like, Sonny did it, Ali did it, Lucas did it. Guys, like, he's one man in a little bit of that whole space. <laughs> Can we not just kind of go around him? He's he's not that big. So, yeah. I think we probably didn't do ourselves much good by doing yeah. that. We're so
3: wasteful in front of goal, and we have been. I mean, you know, the, the going going back to arguably when our run of form has dipped, Burnley game... You know, we, we were creating chances quite comfortably in there until they turn it around. And it, but everything seems to go straight at the keeper. It's, it's disappointing. We sent a strong team out yesterday and expected to win comfortably. They had injuries at centre-half and a kidding goal and they are shit and we still couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, the, the question about um, Loris being the captain is, is, is it down to Poch to lift the players? Because I don't think he can. He, there needs to be somebody on the pitch that's that's lifting him. and I don't think Loris does that. And I think I think it needs to be Kane.
2: Yes, but so and then when it's not when Kane's not playing, whom? Well, yes, yeah. yeah, d- just not Hugo. Yeah, I agree with that. I've long said that that's not the right decision.
1: Um, the second sending off, one four, if, Um everybody I speak to or everything I've read. Um, suggests that it was it was a straight red. I thought it was a little bit harsh. Um, am I again alone in thinking that? No, it was a red card. Where is he supposed to? So it, there was no for me. It wasn't. He wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't malicious. He was a bit careless. Um, his leg was high. Um, he was f- following through. But he, it, what's he supposed to do? He, the, the 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 momentum of.
2: Not make the tackle.
3: Yeah, not not lose the ball and not have it, to make the tackle.
1: Wasn't it reminiscent of a bit of Gaza in 1990?
3: But the the, the thing is, you said he's he was following through and his foot was high. You would get a red card for that That's all it. day, all day. The the thing is, um, one of the things that is going for next season when VAR comes in, possibly Sons wouldn't have been a red card, and mm. possibly they would have had red cards as well. And I can't wait. I, honestly, yes, yesterday's game was uh, an advert for why var is needed when you're b- l- relying on referees to make decisions and they're not making them and they're getting it wrong so I, I for one welcome our new var overlord and i can't wait for it to come in i know <laughs> i know you don't want it jav but i can't wait liverpool wouldn't be an entitled race at the moment if man city would have walked away with it yeah. It, it's going to level things right out and if we get the, on the end of it and decisions goes against us, at least there'll be a reason for it not an arbitrary decision by some idiot in the middle of the park who can't keep up with play and doesn't know what he's doing
2: Yeah,
1: Cardiff might still have something to play for and Chelsea might not be a, a, above us if we had VAR as well I, it's uh, it's still not perfect, I think still, still need, work needs to be done on, It's not on, on perfect, but you can't
2: you're never going to have a system that's perfect from the start, and it will need to be worked through. But it does, it's got to happen. It really must. Yeah. And players, fans, and the officials have got to come up with a plan that works. The FA have really got to study the incidents that have, kicked, that have happened over what. So they had it in the Cup games last season, didn't they? Mm. Some of them, and this season. Because that Swansea Man City game, City wouldn't have gone through. No. But they didn't have VAR at Swansea, and I don't understand why, because they've had it there previously. So there's a whole...
1: Hello? Hello, Lost you, Bex. We have lost Bex. Oh, Bex is gone. Okay, let me just try to message her again. Maybe her internet's died or something, I don't know. Oh, she's yes, back. But she... Yeah, oh, sorry,
2: that was really weird. It won't let me connect um via my phone, so I've just connected via my iPod, my iPad. That was really weird. I'm really sorry, guys. That's all right. That's all right. That's fucking weird. I have no idea what happened there.
1: Um, anyway. I can't remember what, what, what we were talking
3: about. Oh, where, I, was, I we... was
2: mid-round about VAR saying VAR, that's happened. it. Yep. And then it all went quiet, and I was like, oh, shit. Have I upset everybody? Yeah, oh.
1: you've <laughs> upset me going on about VAR. Um,
2: <laughs> sorry. That's all right.
1: Um, yeah, it, it works. As you said, it, it, it wasn't... Um, it was in some games in the FA cup i mean that, that and not in others that's, that's crazy um this season in the Champions league it, it's it's been in in all of the games um so we've got that level of consistency and you know it worked really, it worked really well at the Etihad had a few weeks ago <laughs> and i hope it works i hope it works in our favor um on wednesday night um i
2: hope we don't need it on
1: wednesday night yeah yeah no but um it's i I've, it It is going, things are going in that direction, I I accept that, Um, I just hope that um, it can be tinkered a little bit um, and they can also have some sort of way of showing what's going on on the screen um, at games um, for people who are at the games because you're completely in the dark, Um, if you're at home watching on TV it's... uh, you, you, you'll you'll see what's going on but it, it can be a, a, a nightmare um in in the ground at matches and i d- i don't buy that argument about you know it adds to the tension and and this and the other and, and the drama um I'd, I'd like to know what's going on um but anyway right um that, just whilst um we were waiting for you to come back on air or off air rather mark and i were talking about um. Mark? Red Car- Mark even. John. Um, sorry. Oh, it's been a long weekend. Um, we were talking about... Uh, John and I, in fact, were talking about um, Eric Dyer and, and the red card that wasn't.
2: Yeah, he didn't do himself many favours, I don't think, yesterday. Um, I, and that would have been another one where... If VAR had been working, he would have gone off much sooner. So we'd have been down to... Yeah. Um, Ten minutes much earlier than we were, but he was really. I don't know, and I don't know. He was really reckless, and I don't know if it's a little bit of excitement that he was back, because that's the first time he's played in a while, or if there was something else behind it.
3: He's well. He's been well off the pace. Yeah. Well off the pace since he's come back on, and I don't know if he is back up to pace if he was yesterday. Um, no. <laughs>
2: Because if he but plays he, like that on the training ground,
3: I don't know how Potch let him anywhere near the first team. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, you know, the, the best you can say is he's going to be rested for Wednesday night, but I don't think he'll be anywhere <laughs> near the pitch on Wednesday. If I'm honest with you, no, no, I
2: think no.
3: It'll, it'll be when the armor he starts. Yeah, um, and, and can I just say, um, he was he when we went down to nine, he really stepped up. He was really good, really impressed with him. Um, and again, Sissoko being Sissoko was superb. Yeah um but yeah i mean i think delhi ericsson Mora gave um they're all for the cause yesterday and, and and it was nice to see there were shots of trippier barking out instructions as well i think they that when they went down to nine they they handled it admirably yeah um yeah but going bournemouth did fuck all the
2: well yeah because actually bournemouth didn't look like they had two men over they should have been no, running wings around us and they weren't there at all so no, from Eddie Howe's point of view, you've got to be really worried and say, "Come on, lads, what the fuck are you doing or not doing?"
1: Yeah, well, I'd like to see them relegated. Um, they've had their they've had their few seasons in, in, in a few seasons in the Premier League and they've 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 done well to to stay up and, and they they play football the right way, but they were piss poor yesterday and um, oh, we need some new. Need ni blood from new teams in, in in the premier league i'm i'm, I'm growing bored of them um i'm not bitter in any way obviously um they, uh, well, obviously we'll talk about in, in Ajax in a in a in a bit but one of the upshots of yesterday will be the fact that we we were playing with nine men and that's slightly concerned to me the fact that um you know the players who were left on the pitch less so wanyama because he only played a 45 but the likes of deli and, and Ericsson etc um they would have run themselves in, in into the ground and, and will be tired um Danny Rose with with uh Wednesday in mind. Um Okay, let's go for a few, questions, a few more questions. Ken Goodrich's Twitter handle is at Ken just comments, if you were betting on a Spurs player, losing his control and taking a swipe at an opponent how far down the list is Son I'd have him near the bottom of the first team. Um yeah, it was very yeah. un- uncharacteristic. Josh Heddington, what's the Bournemouth game, the very epitome of Spursy? And if not, as <laughs> if I used to find a game that was more so.
3: I'd, I'd say everything from the uh, Burnley onwards has been Spursy. Really. I mean, I, I did. I said um, off-air a couple of weeks ago, Jav, there's a re- very real possibility of losing, us losing our last four games and it's coming to pass. Mm. Um. That that you're right. That season when we couldn't buy, it, there was a season where we couldn't buy a point just to get into to to finish above Arsenal in the Champions League, and they finished above us on the last day. It's it, there is a there is some kind of curse on this this side or this team. It's ridiculous, it really is. But it's nice to have our old Spurs back, really.
2: What well, the unreliable?
3: Yeah, I mean,
2: swearing at the TV, ruining your weekend, Spurs.
3: All all, all those news spurs fans that have come along (laughs) since been doing well now know what it means to be a spurs fan have a taste of this boys have a taste of this
2: yeah yeah i don't you know i hate that phrase anyway this it drives me insane um because we're almost using it as an excuse not a description any longer all
1: right kent goodrich now the. Comment from him said something very similar to what you've just said. There, he just he jokes, "Welcome back, Spurs. We, we've we've missed you." And then he just says, "Joking aside, I hate the term. um It's Yay! just it's such an easy expl- explanation, but something you miss, is missing between the ears that enables us to truly match the big boys." um it, it, We haven't won an away game in the league since Fulham back in January, twenty fifth January, right? um Now, bearing in mind, I think when when we won it when we won at Fulham in the league, we'd set a record or we'd equal the record of the number of away matches we'd we'd won in the league season since days that Bill Nicholson was was in charge early 60s possibly Um, and we've gone from that to now not being able to win any away games since then in all competitions other than Dortmund away from home Um, this is also quite telling and it's pinched from Twitter Um, a guy called um, Danny Clark um, his Twitter handle is at Paxton Dan 515 tweeted remember how Spurs had more players in the the set in the semi-finals of the World Cup than any other team. Remember how everyone said our players would get tired as the season went on? And then he's put the number of points so that we, um, that we got from our first 19 games. It was 45. The number of points from our last 18 games, obviously excluding our final game next week, is 25. That's a massive That's difference. That's a big difference. That is huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it. we'd been struggling, but that really puts it into context. Um, yeah uh yeah it's we've I, I joked on the pod last week about um do, you know doing things the difficult difficult way spurs doing it the hard way since 1882 and and here we find ourselves in a situation where we go into our final game um yes it's still very much in our hands but um uh it's, it's going to be um difficult to it, the the the
3: problem is we're playing Everton, who I think are a, a third in the form table since Christmas. Mm. Winning one out of eleven away games is criminal. But there is another thing that you can um, say: uh, our our form collapsed when we sold Dembele. <laughs> really, if we. I, I, Selling him and not replacing him, or just selling him, has been criminal. which be it's, it's massively backfired on the
1: club. Well, it's to be, a, a, to be fair, he hadn't played. To, moment, yeah, but, but John, you say that he hadn't played since November, um, start of November when he got injured at Wolves, and, and we were picking up points to that point without him.
3: But we, we, you know, we already had a stretch and injury hit squad. A, True. Small margins, a sliding doors moment that it, it could have gone either way, and unfortunately, it's it's bit
1: us on the ass. Um, You mentioned Everton being third of the former table since February. We are 16th in that table. Only Fulham, Brighton, Cardiff, Huddersfield. So the three relegated teams and the one that just escaped have got worse records than us. Roll on Sunday. Yeah,
3: this is the worst run of form since Wandy Ramos was at the club, I believe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
1: Somebody, I can't remember who it was, somebody commented on Twitter that that, that there were shades of um, Harry Redknapp's final season about this. Um, It feels that way, because we we finished poorly that season. For me, there's shades of 2015-16 when we were chasing Leicester, and we went into those last two games, okay, we'd already qualified for the Champions League, but it, it was about finishing second, finishing above Arsenal and we just needed three points we screwed up against southampton but hey we had another
2: another crack at the uh, <laughs> uh, at, at the following week and we screwed and up then against we newcastle massively yeah. screwed up against newcastle i we barely turned up a gate in that game and it does this these last couple of games that's exactly how it feels it's <laughs> like really we should be we should have had the bournemouth game done and dusted within half an hour really yeah. looking at the quality of their team and looking at the respective quality of hours despite the injuries we should still have had that done within half an hour and yet nothing
1: well we get a third bite at the cherry next week Um, great not one not two but three chances we might even get four chances if we get to the champions league final dare i say and win it um uh, david fornell another reminder that we're punching above our weight and given a reality check or just a bad day at the office
3: Uh, some of all of that I think it, it's down it's down to ha- not having the players to be able to get through the season we've we've been injury ravaged they're tired um they're not lifted it, it being at Wembley lots and lots of things on this season it's just been a difficult trip if we can get through and get Champions League after all we've been through this season it will be massive but we'll we'll see next by the will we be playing this t- next Sunday, we will be, won't we? We'll yeah, either yeah. have our heads in our hands or we'll be singing from the ceilings. We'll, uh, we'll see.
1: We, it is conceivable. We we could, without kicking a ball, qualify for the Champions League by the end of today. So, just currently, um, Chelsea are 3 up, so they're against Watford, they're, they're a point. That, 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 that If it stays like that, that'll leave them a point above us. Um, but they do have Leicester away from home on the last last day and that will be difficult, so... Um, we could conceivably beat Everton, qualify for the Champions League. They could fuck up against Le- um, Leicester, and we could still finish above them. Um, United are drawing one all at the moment, and if it stays like that, United can't catch us, um, and that's their Champions League dreams over. Um, so we just leave Ar- Arsenal. to are playing Brighton um, later today. You know, Bright- Brighton are safe now. There aren't. There's no pressure. Chrisihuton could do a little favour for us. you but, never know. That, that's one of the problems. There, they are safe. How spurty would it be if we qualify for the Champions League by, by the end of play without kicking a ball?
3: It would be mental, but I can't see...
2: Uh, it, it, it's Brighton.
3: It's, it's
2: Brighton. Yeah, but will the fact that they're safe mean that Chris Euton can go and play in a very different way from the way they played against us the other week?
3: No. Um, they would have been out celebrating last night. They're all going to have bloody hangovers. It's going to be at least four to bright nah. to Arsenal.
1: Nah. Do you know what? I fancy them to get a point. Yeah. And if they, if they do get a point, then Arsenal would have to win on the final day. Hope that we lose and score a shitload of goals um, to finish above us on goal difference. Um, we we stranger things have happened. Um, uh, Gav, so yeah, are, are you willing to wait to put the podcast
3: out without <laughs> results in, and then we can get back together to see how it's gone? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: no I think Brighton will probably play a little bit more because they want to prove that they can now it's not just about survival it's about how to play football which is something they really didn't do for against us
1: um, Eddie LC if the square of the hypotenuse is equal to the angle of a dangle why are Spurs allergic to finishing a season at a canter rather than as a <laughs> draggle sweating mouse
2: <laughs> oh. he's got a great way with words the angle of a dangle. I, I, <sighs> I don't know. There's so many factors. It, it's been an up and down season again. I'd, I'd, I'd love to play for a team where, you know, everything's relatively straightforward, but I've got no idea how that feels.
1: Where would the fun, fun, fun in that
2: uh, Well, yeah, apparently. Fun. No abstract concept. No idea what you're talking about.
3: It's Spurs. We've, you know... <laughs> as long as I can remember we've been like this so why change the habit of a lifetime
1: I have a question from David Fornell do you think Poch is questioning his own decision making in uh, his recent slump
3: well look, the thing is we've got possibly 13 or 14 fit players and the, the the demand of the game at their level playing having to play every three days and having a thin squad I, I don't think Poch can make many decisions that the 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 the, the formation that we played against Ajax for the first half an hour is the reason that they scored if we'd have gone out with a different formation we'd have been fine in that game we'd have probably even scored that we made them look better than they were and I don't think it's Poch's decisions so apart from that one it's just that formation He's, he's he's got to rely on the plays he's got because he hasn't got anybody else
2: and that's the thing when Skip is on the bench for a Champions League game What does that tell you? You know, I think the lad's great, still got a lot to learn. But when we have no other option but to pad the bench with an 18-year-old, what does that tell you about the squad as a whole? And about what Potch's choices are, apart from limited?
1: Uh, I mean, the the injury list is you've got Lamella out, Kane... Winks. It's it's an endless list, and even some of the players who have come back, like Dia, they're not f- fully fit. Really, they, look, they do look a bit off the pace. Um, I I think look, Pochettino has no doubt made mistakes, and and he, he conceded the other night, for example, he that that uh, he made a mistake to, to play with a back three against Ajax, for example. Um, he's not, you know, he's he's made made he's made mistakes. The players I'm sure have, have made mistakes along along the way, but I think you've got to also accept that that what what john said um we've had so many injuries and he's he's worked wonders with that squad and we shouldn't be in this position um any other club if they'd had the list of injuries that that we've had and i'm not making excuses excuses here um any other club in that situation with those list of injuries without purchasing anybody um in two windows um with against this whole backdrop of not having a home and playing away from home and the uncertainty of that, but struggled. We've we, we've done well to still be in this position. But it's still in our hands. It, it's crazy, um, but you know, that, I'd rather be here where we are than um, not at all being in, in 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 contention or relying on on other results. It's still perfectly. It's still in our hands to get a win on Sunday, and and that's Champions League um, football secured for a fourth consecutive season. Um, so.
3: It's, it's, this season's been a gamble. The delay yeah. to the stadium, the whole thing's been a gamble, and it's very—it was—it's been so close to paying off. Who would—who would have, who'd have thought in those ten games? It's—it's it's literally just one win is what we've—we've needed, you know. And that's to throw away the position we've been in. It's—it's—it's it's, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but it's a massive gamble, and it was so close. So been been so close to paying off. And I still I'm not bit... think,
2: you know, overall, you would consider the season. It's not a massive failure.
3: No, it's, it, it, it's been. I mean, there's there's been some great games. We played some good football. It's, it, you know, um, we've dropped off. We just just since since Christmas since Christmas really, we've just dropped off.
2: But we are still there or thereabouts with no squad, no new players, and a stadium move in the middle of all that. So, yeah. I'm... I'm I'll take it for what
1: it is. Yeah. I think if the season isn't over and if at the end of that season we do qualify for the Champions League through league placing and if we progress further in in, in the competition and let's just say get to the final, um, I'm not going to make any predictions beyond that, that would be a very good season. If we fail to do either, but particularly not qualify for the Champions League then at that point yeah I'm, I'm sure we'll all reflect back and 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 ask questions about where it went wrong and, and who was to blame and it, it, it etc that that's understandable but that's we're not there yet and we're still we're still it's still very much in our own hands um Darren Pamenta, why is the team do we always end the season so badly it's been a common occurrence for the last three or four seasons now that we seem to run out of steam in the league um, at the business end of the season
3: well I I think it's, uh, in this in this thing we can just point out the 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 injuries the thin squad and stuff but is it a lack of motivation it seems to me as soon as th- that league went or the, the chance that we could have challenged for the league or kept pace with them against the pony game their heads went I mean mm. uh, yeah ser- seriously I think we dropped off as soon as, soon as that chance went and it, 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 we weren't up with it every it, their the heads went for me I might be wrong but that's that's how that's how I saw it mm. That's how I saw it. Bex, thoughts Uh, on
2: that? I don't know, because they made a lot about, a lot has been said about Poch's very hard training regime. And it's, it is really hard work. It's really tiring. And because it is so consistent that we fall apart at this end of the season, is there something in that maybe to say, look, everybody's absolutely knackered. Maybe that's what it is. So this season, also, we've got further than we have previously in the Champions League. So that's put an additional burden at this stage of the season where we traditionally fall apart anyway. On top of that, we have to consider these extra games. So I don't know. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Do you want to progress? Do you want to keep your players? Because I think if we don't get top four, I think you can say goodbye to Ericsson and Toby Mm. and possibly Hugo. And I think the three of them will walk, and Delhi will look at it because without European football, that's and certainly Champions League. has, be fair, Europa League, um, but without that level of football, I think players will start to look at their options, irrespective of whether we've got to a semi-final or not.
1: We have had a propensity in in quite a few seasons gone by to to, to finish um, to struggle to, to finish those. So, seasons off the, the, I mentioned the Leicester season when we lost our two final final games and yeah maybe some of that is psychological it might be some of that to to do with the fact that we're also competing in the Champions League and we've gone as far as we have and we've got a thin squad etc etc um, I think that there's a little bit of a paradox here I think that the one exception to all of that was the 2016-17 season when we finished second behind Chelsea and um, I think it was the third game um, before the end of the season. United, um, the, the final game at White Hart Lane, and we had to win that to finish second. We did so, so that that was that was great. With two with two games in hand. Um, uh, you know, it, it was an emotional occasion, but being the final um, game of the game of the lane. But we still we still had a had a job to do, and and they did that. And then the next two games, Leicester away and Hull. Arguably, we could have gone on the holiday True. at that point. We thumped those teams, and I know that Hull had been relegated. I know they were a poor team, but but um, Newcastle
2: had been rele- relegated yeah, the season absolutely. before. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now that I think that, that, that now that, that was a the exception, but also I think that was a watershed moment for us as a, as, a, as a club because I think that since then our domestic form has has regressed both last season and this. Some of that has obviously been to do with the whole playing at Wembley. Um, I think that. We've also needed to strengthen the squad, and we haven't really. Obviously, this season we haven't. I think some of the players perhaps have gone as far as they can at, at, at Spurs, and, and we do need to um, freshen things up. Poch talks about a rebuild. Um, paradoxically, though, we've done really well in the Champions League <laughs> since then. That season, with a thin we, we, squad yeah, and you know yeah. all of the
2: league pressures, yeah.
1: yeah. That, that season, we it was our debut season um, under Pochettino in the Champions League. Um, and we, we didn't do particularly well but, but but the next two seasons we we've shown a great deal of maturity and um we we've done really well. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's weird, but I think certainly I think having depth in our squad, if we can add that next season, add quality and, and, and strength in depth, then that'll help us, um, hopefully get over the line and, and, and hopefully not be so fatigued come the end of season. Um fresh blood is what we need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think
2: some of the players also just need a bloody holiday. Yeah, A really good, nothing, I'm not going to run around a bit, I'm just going to lay on a beach type holiday. And I think that's probably what the nine that were in the semi-finals, at least, probably need more mm-hmm. than anything else.
1: Um, just a couple of more questions on yesterday, and, and it actually leads us nicely into Ajax. Into um, another one from Gilly, he just says, very down, um, as in complete control. And playing well up to Sun, still felt we wanted a draw, um, as they were nine on hopeless versus nine men, and we managed it very well. Well done to to the nine who gave us so much second second half and the Spurs travelling support onto the Dam. Quite fancy us on Wednesday, and then um, question on Twitter from Matthew Moroney. His Twitter handle is at Matthew six this could be one of the best weeks ever to be a spurs fan or <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> how do you reckon how do you reckon it will go uh, okay let, let's um we've got everton next and we've got ajax next um let's let's briefly talk about the game that we did play against ajax and, and then we'll we'll look ahead to um, the upcoming match and and, and and also everton um ajax last whatever it was tuesday um we got off to a slow start, and there was a period of time where they were really passing the ball about, and they looked slick, and they and they looked like a team that that deserves to be in the final of the Champions League. Um, but second half, I think certainly when um, before before the second half, when when Yan went off injured and Sissoko ca- came on, everybody said that it was it was the fact that we then changed the formation. I, I think it was more to do with the fact that Sissoko ca- came on and we weren't overrun in 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 midfield, and we had that, that little bit of energy, and that really helped. And second half. Um, I think we were a lot better. Um, and, and whilst it's not great, a 1-0 defeat, it's not a cricket score. Um, the tie is still right. very much much open. No, it's true. A sli- we could they've have been got a slight Barcelona. advantage. <laughs> yeah, they've got a slight... Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, that was lovely.
2: I yeah, that was a, a nice cheer-up. Um, we didn't play badly. You can't sit there in the same way and it and say oh, you know, they were shit, they really shouldn't have played, We shouldn't. they shouldn't play in the next game. It was one of those things. It did tighten up a hell of a lot when Sissoko came on. And I'm not, I don't, it doesn't feel like we're down and out. It feels a bit like anything could happen. Is there a bit of the spirit that we took to um, the had the other week there? That willingness to fight...
3: If we show the same spirit and collectiveness that we did in that, in that second half on Wednesday, we shall be fine. The problem with the way we played at Ajax at home is in that first half, the the midfield had the freedom of, of White Hart Lane. There was nobody. And until they I think they changed the formation just before Jan went off and we went to four at the back just before the injury. But they they were just dictating the play. And it was. It, it, they had no forward. So playing three at the back in that case was criminal. He should have. Potch wasn't slow to react, but a, a criticism that I made of him a lot this season that he has been, but he did manage to spot that quickly. But as soon as they did that, we, we were fine. We made them look better than they were, but I don't think we made their keeper work at all. Was there a shot on target or every set piece was they, they had a high line and the keeper could deal with it earlier. Um, It's going to be different with Son on the pitch and it would have been
1: different if we'd have had Kane on the pitch as well, unfortunately. (sighs) In Pochettino's defence, um, I don't know who, who 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 said this on the pod. It was either yourself or me. One of us um, was guilty of this. Before before that, before the match, um, when we were talking about lineups, um, somebody said about possibly playing Sanchez and playing with a back three, just because we were limited um, in, in in our options in, in midfield. I know that Sissoko was on the bench. I know that he featured, but maybe Pochettino didn't feel he could he could last the, the, the full ninety, um, and as a result, um, yeah, he went with the back three.
2: Yeah. I think he was Poch's secret weapon yeah. only to be brought on in case of emergencies mm. seriously because it just made such a difference when he came on um, I'm, from all of their social media stuff it looks like Jan is okay and so he will hopefully play on Wednesday so
3: it, that, that was quite a sickening injury really I mean, uh, it was yeah. weird yeah um, I don't think it was concussion I, I generally think that he, he was fine but it, it you can, from a clash of heads you can become very faint very very quickly uh, so yeah. I, 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 I I would like to think that he was it, he, he's, he's alright but man alive I was a bit worried when he went off when they dragged him down the tunnel
2: he did look like shit when they took him off the pitch yeah he looked really unstable and unsteady so I'm glad he's okay I'm glad they finally decided it wasn't concussion I'm just as glad that United have only managed to draw that game with Huddersfield thank you very much um, and um, that hopefully he'll be okay for Wednesday, because I think Jan is a, is a massive player for us, hugely important.
1: Um, Sun's back, obviously, for the second leg. Um, hopefully Jan will be back. Um, I did mention earlier about the number of players that, that featured yesterday and, and when we were down to, to nine men, and, and it remains to be seen how fresh, how tired they'll be come... Um, come Wednesday and if we were to win on the night 1-0 that's the only result that could lead it to extra time and penalties um, Ajax of course play today um, in they've got a cup final so um, they, we do have the advantage of playing 24 hours before them um, with all of that said um, and at 1-0 down um, can we do it? yes we can why not why the fuck not
3: seriously there's no reason
2: for us not to
1: yeah it's, it's
3: one goal it's it's one goal and that's all it, that's all it's going to take. I, I, that, we've got that in us, definitely.
1: Well, we have to score two to win it.
3: Yeah, but one goal to take it to x time. We can do that. We can do that. It's okay. not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same game as we played at yeah. White Hart Lane.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be another really stressful game, though. I think. It's Spurs. They're all stressful. True that.
1: I think we need a little bit of luck. And I don't mean sort of VAR luck. I just mean that just that bit of the, bit of the rub of the green just in terms of...
2: I think we've had our bit of luck, don't you? <laughs>
1: well, I don't necessarily mean for us as in a dodgy decision. I just I just mean that that nothing necessary going against... You know, we, 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 people need to keep their heads. We, we, we can't have a situation where somebody does something stupid and we, and we go down to... Te- to ten men, I think we need to be at, at our. If we're if we're at, if we are at our very best and sums firing, then I'm confident we'll score one, um, quite possibly two. Um, Sonny I owes
2: think, us for yesterday. Yeah, Sonny yeah. owes us quite badly, so he needs to be on his bestest behaviour.
1: I think they'll score, um, but to be honest, even a two-one win would would put us through over there because we'd go from it on the away goals. Um, I. I can we do it? Yes. Um, if I was going to make a prediction, I'd, I'm going to say we're going to fall short, um, and it's just going to be one of those nights. Uh, and I hope I'm really, really wrong. But I'm just, I'm just trying to pre- prepare for the for the very worst um, rather than build my ho- hopes up. Um, Everton um, next Sunday. Arguably, that's a more important game than the IX game. If we do beat Ajax, we've then got a final against quite possibly Barcelona. Um, the Everton game is straightforward. We, we win that, and we've we've at the very least we'll finish fourth and we'll qualify for the Champions League. They're the informed team. Can we do it, or will we find a situation come next Sunday at ten to five or whatever it is where um, we're out of the Champions League and we finish fifth in the fifth, fifth in the league? I
3: wanted to believe that we can do it. But then, listening to you, we could be in the Champions League by the end of the day, so we might not need to win at all. Um, Yeah, we can do it. It's going to be these two games. uh, You want players want to be playing in these types of games, big games, and if they're not up for this, then you have to um, challenge their mentality.
2: You have to question their salary as well, I would suspect, because you get paid for what you can do, and these are those games where you need to show. And deliver everything that you have shown that you can in the past and you need to be up for it and really perform well both of these games yeah
1: yeah um once again i really wish i could share um your level of optimism i'm I'm absolutely bricking it and i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't before um when i looked at it i thought yeah everton are informed that We've got such a good record over the over the last few years against Everton at, at home, um, and I thought it'd be done and dusted by yesterday. Um, okay, we, we screwed up against West Ham. We had another another chance, and I thought we'd we'd, we'd beat Bournemouth, and, and that was that. Um, I didn't really didn't think we'd. Fa- I, I feared that it could happen, but I didn't think we'd find ourselves in this situation needing to win on the on the last day. Um, the only team that can catch us now, United, as you say, Beck, say that game finished one all. And there was something like eight minutes of um, added on yep. time played there. Um, so United can't catch us. It's only Arsenal. For Arsenal to, to actually overtake us and secure Champions Again. League, they need to win both of their games. They need to beat Brighton today. And, and, they're, they away to be, and they're away to Leicester. And then they're away to Leicester, which will be tough. Which will be very well, tough.
2: Yeah. Is Brendan Rodgers going to want to do Liverpool a favour? when Because I think they play City tomorrow as well? Yeah. So Leicester really want to end on a high. Also, um, I think Monday's game will be really interesting. But yeah, is it is that going to be it? Is it going to be a and look how that for Leicester, I made the right decision to come here. Look what a fantastic mm. team we are. So I'm hopeful that Brendan Rodgers' desire to win will be just as much as that of the Arsenal players.
1: Hopefully they'll lose tomorrow. Um, and I always
2: just... wish that you know that Arsenal will lose. But um, and
1: then. City, that is. Sorry, I meant I think Leicester against. Hopefully, Leicester will lose tomorrow. City will win. I don't want the scout system in the league. If Leicester lose tomorrow, then they'll be, you know, they'll really want to get something in their final game against the home home fans. I. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up qualifying by something ridiculous like Arsenal not getting the not getting we're not winning both of those matches and <laughs> us just drawing against Everton. Um and just on default going um qualifying. Um or or them winning one and drawing the other and us still losing to Everton but just finishing above them on, on virtue of goal difference. Which would be poetic given all the times when they narrowly finished above us on the final day of the season. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I'm I really am not looking forward to the to to the next seven days. Really am not.
2: Um Yeah, but that's part and parcel of being a football fan, isn't it? So, um suck it up, Princess. And yeah. you've got you're a, you're a bit limited on options. Um, because whether you like it or not, these games are gonna happen and you will shout and be upset and mm. or not or be happy or whatever, exactly the same as every other football fan is. Mm.
1: It's it's fine, Martin. I think when we played um chelsea in the semi-final second leg that was on a Thursday and then the following literally a few days later on the, on the sunday we played palace in the fa cup and i remember at the beginning of that week saying you know we're in a great position we're in a semi-final one trophy we're we're in the fa cup whatever it was fourth round um but it, it, conceivably by the end of the week it could all go pear shapes and it, same thing could happen now yep. it, or, or or we could find ourselves fourth or finish finishing the league fourth third qualify for the champions league and being a champions league final um who
2: knows the excitement Um, it's never ending isn't it it
3: it's it's what being a football fan it wouldn't be spurs if it wasn't some some element of jeopardy some some element of jeopardy but yeah the fact that they've got to go to leicester on the last day of the season that's going to be a difficult match. Leicester aren't going to be on the beach at all. Brendan Rodgers has got them playing. They'll be they'll be difficult to beat next season as well. Um, yeah, we, we should be okay. I, th- I think we're going to do it. I think we'll get Champions League.
2: I really fingers, hope so.
1: Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, we shall be recording the next podcast um, a week What's the day today? Sunday. A week tomorrow. Um, Monday evening. Um, it may. It will. Well, it's scheduled to be the final podcast of this season. But um, if big if if we happen to get to the final of the Champions League, then it won't be. Um, uh, but we shall. We shall obviously know more later. Uh, later on in the week. My um, um, guests on that occasion. Um, I hope to have Bex and John and. David Fornell will hopefully join us um, and that will be the final podcast um, until such time that we reach the final of Champions League, in which case we'll, we'll be back um, early June. Um, until then, thank you, Bex.
2: Thank you. And just to follow up on my earlier comment, Spurs ladies do play Durham. They play next Saturday at half past five and that's all of the WSL2 final games are at that same time.
1: Excellent. So you can tell us um, how the season finished. Yes, um, thank you John Thank you,
3: I'm off to order a lorry load of Valium
1: Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to need it for the next week <laughs>
1: And until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white Good night
0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on Tottenham, the are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that sure lily to white to and run to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stack it in the goal Cotton, the don't be so bloody show you are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the name's up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.